0: Welcome to Season 2 of Mythical Storytelling by Shinjan. I'm your host and storyteller Shinjan. As regular listeners to my podcast know, I've always been fascinated by myths and legends from across the world. So if you, like me, are interested in them, then this is the right podcast for you. In Season 1, I focused on Greco-Roman mythology. In this season, I'm bringing you stories, legends and myths from the Norse mythology so without further ado, let's start this episode of Mythical Storytelling. Welcome to the final episode of Season 2 of Mythical Storytelling by Shen Jan. And if you have listened to the previous episode, you know that this episode is about Ragnarok. Ragnarok is often referred to as the twilight of the gods, the beginning of the end, and with every end comes a new beginning. At last, the time draws near when the existing universe must perish and the gods must succumb before higher powers. This period is called in the ancient myths the dissolution or rock of the gods or rulers Ragna and therefore Ragnarok. According to legends, the gods themselves have foreknowledge of its coming, which is foreshadowed by many signs. Evil, and violence increase. The Azer's cock with the golden comb growls to waken the heroes of Odin's retinue. The Dun cock in Hell's keeping grows likewise. So also crows the red cock Fialar in the world of the giants and Garm bays vehemently outside the rocky fastness of Mifa. For the space of three years, the earth is filled with strife and wickedness brother kills brother for gain's sake and the son spares not his own father. Then comes three other years, like one long winter. Everywhere the snow drifts into heaps, the sun yields no warmth and biting winds blow from all quarters. That winter is known as Fimble Winter or the Great Winter. The wolf's skull swallows the sun and Hati or Manikram swallows the moon so that the heavens and their air are spread with blood. The stars are quenched, the earth and all the mountains tremble, trees are uprooted, all bonds are burst asunder. Both Loki and the Fenris Wolf shake off their shackles. The Midgard serpent, seeking to reach dry land, swims with such turbulent force that the seas wash over their banks. Now the ship Nalkfar once more floats on the flood. This ship is made from dead men's nails, and therefore the nails of all that die should be trimmed before their burial, to the end that Nafkar may be the sooner finished. Loki steers the ship and the crews of hell follow him. The giant rim comes out from the east, and with him all the rhyme thrusar. The fenriswolf rushes forth with caping maw, his upper jaw touches the heavens, his nether jaw touches the earth. He would gape still more if there were more room. His eyes are lit with flame. The Midgard serpent, keeping pace with the wolf, spews venom over the sky and the sea. Amidst all the din and clamour, the heavens are cleft open, and the sons of Muspel ride forth from the south with Sur in the van, fires burning before him and behind him. His sword shines brighter than the sun. As they ride out over the bridge Bifrost, it breaks asunder beneath their feet. One and all, the sons of Muspel, the Fenris Wolf, the Midgard Serpent, Loki Rim, and all the Rhyme Thursar direct their course towards the fields of Vigerd, which measure a hundred miles each way. The sons of Muspel muster their host for battle, and the radiance of their Levi's gleams far and wide. Meanwhile, on the other part of the Aesir, Heimdall rises to his feet and sounds the yaller horn with all his might in order to rouse the gods. They meet in assembly and take counsel together. Odin rides to Mimir's well to seek guidance there. The ash Yggdrasil trembles and all things in heaven and earth are seized with dread. Aesir and the heroes don their armor and march upon the fields of Vigred Foremost rides Odin, gird with his golden helmet and magnificent burn. Brandishing his spear Gungir, he presses on against the Fenris wolf. At his side walks Thor, but as soon as he finds himself in mortal conflict with the Midgard Serpent, he can give no aid to Odin. Frey joins battle with Surt and Tyr with the dog Garm, who also has broken from his fetters Heimdall fights against Loki. Thor, in the end, kills the Midgard Serpent, but is himself able to walk only nine steps after the struggle is over. Then he sinks to the ground dead, borne down by the venom spewed over him by the serpent. The wolf swallows Odin, and so the god lives no more. But Vidar, at once, steps into the breach, thrusts one of his feet into the nether jaw of the wolf, grasps the upper jaw with his hand, and thus tears open the wolf's throat. His foot is short with a heavy shoe made from the silvers of leather that men have cut from their boots at the toe or the heel. Consequently, men should always cast such patches aside in order that they may serve the uses of the Aesir. Frey falls at the hands of Surt, no longer having at his need the good blade he once gave to Skirnir, Tyr and Karm and likewise Loki and Heimdall kill each other. Thereupon Surtur's fire broadcast over the whole earth and all things perish. The wild warlike order passes and a new life begins. Out of the sea there rises a new earth, green and fair, whose fields bear their increase without the sowing of seed. The sun has borne a daughter as beautiful as herself and the daughter now guides the course of the sun in her mother's steed. All evil is past and gone. On the plains of Eda assemble those Aesir who did not fall in the last great battle. Vidar, Vali and the sons of Thor, Modi and Magni, there is also Baldr and Hod, now returned out of hell. And there comes Onir out of Vanaheim. Once again, the Aesir make their dwelling on the plains of Eda, where Asgard stood before. In the grass they find scattered the ancient gold jasmine of the gods, and thus they recall to memory the old days and speak together of the vanished past. Now that Thor's battles are done, Modi and Magni fall heir to Mjolnir. Nor are all among mankind dead. Lif and Lifthraser, have saved themselves from the fires of Surt at a place called Hodmimir's Halt, where they find sustenance in the dews of the morning. From these two spring forth a new race of men. At Gimla stands a hall touched with gold and brighter than the sun, thus a righteous generation shall dwell in joys that never end. Then shall come from above the Mighty One, He who governs all things." And thus ends Ragnarok and begins a new life. Thank you for listening to this episode of Medical Storytelling by Shinjan. If you liked today's story, please subscribe to the podcast to receive automatic notifications for when the next episodes come out. And don't forget to check out all the stories from Season 1 if you haven't done that already. Your support means the world to me, so please let me know if you have any thoughts or comments. My Twitter handle is available in the episode description. Finally, please share and pass this part to your friends and family. Till next time, stay safe and stay inspired. Adios.